The Memphis Grizzlies lost to the Oklahoma City Thunder on Monday night. Through the first 25 games of the regular season, they are now 6-19. and 19. They have won one game at home in FedEx Forum. And yet it's a party on this episode of Locked On Grizzlies. You know why? Because 25 games are up. Time's up on the suspension. John Morant is back tonight. I am ecstatic and you should be too. It is a holly jolly day on Locked On Grizzlies. Lock in with me. You are Locked On Grizzlies. Your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is the holiday season indeed. Happy Jamis to you. Happy Jonica. Happy Johnza. How many holiday references can I get in? I think four. It's the time of year to be joyful and enjoy each other's company. I'm so glad you're with me. I'm so glad to be back with you here on Locked On Grizzlies. It's not flu medication that has me feeling this way. It's just the raw, pure energy and emotion of knowing that finally the best player for the Memphis Grizzlies is going to be back on the floor for the Memphis Grizzlies. That is, of course, John Morant. Eligible to play for the first time this season tonight against the New Orleans Pelicans. But before we get to all that, apparently they played a game on Monday night that we need to talk about a little bit. And then we're going to get into the good stuff, the John Morant return. I'm excited. I know you are as well. Let's dive in here on Lockdown Grizzlies. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Remember that Locked On Grizzlies is a proud member of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team each and every day, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Check us out on YouTube as well. Like, comment, rate, review, subscribe. Whether you're an everydayer or this is your first time checking out the show, maybe it's somewhere in between. All folks are welcome here on Locked On Grizzlies. And I am Joe Mullinax, one of the co-hosts of this podcast. Michael Cole is on the road again. Makes a ton of sense with the impending return of John Morant. My partner, Michael Cole, the Commercial Appeal, there in Memphis, Tennessee. He's going to be a busy guy these next couple of days. So you got me, right? I've been under the weather the last few days. Michael's covered for me admirably. He's got to handle his business, right? So you're you're with me as we go through this John Morant experience. And he'll be back. At least I hope he'll be back. Hopefully this isn't him dumping me. This would be an awkward way for him to leave me. I don't think he's going to, but I will text him when the show's over and make sure we're still cool. Um, but when he does come back, um, obviously the road response to job, right? Because on Thursday, the Grizzlies will be at home with Morant for the first time against the Pacers, which will be interesting in and of itself because of the Halliburton rise in Jaw's absence. But tonight is the Pelicans. Before we get to tonight, we have to talk about what happened last night. And I do think that the biggest thing about what happened last night is for me, at least, again, co-host of Lockdown Grizzlies, Joe Mullinax. For me, it perfectly encapsulated the last 25 games of Memphis Grizzlies basketball. Because as I said from the jump, 6-19 and 19 record through these 25 games without John Moran, one home win in 25 games total, right? I think they played 12 games at home over these 25. That's unacceptable to me. The one home win is abysmal. That's the worst piece of all of it in my opinion, 
because they're they're down a lot of guys. And context matters. We've talked about that here on Lockdown Grizzlies time and time again. If you want to berate Taylor Jenkins, I suppose you can. But what's he supposed to do without his starting center? And you can't say they weren't ready for that. He was participating in the preseason. They thought he was going to play. Sure, there was an outside chance he wasn't going to be able to. But they thought Stephen Adams was going to be there. He hasn't been there. They thought Marcus Smart was going to be there. Hasn't been there the last several weeks. They thought Luke Kennard was going to be there. He's dealt with numerous injuries. Derek Rose has been a shell of his former self. He's been similar in terms of his knee and his hip and all the issues that he's got. But he hasn't been what the Grizzlies have needed him to be consistently, besides flashes here and there. So up and down the roster, you could point at guys that have disappointed. Jaron Jackson Jr. has been inconsistent. That continued against the Thunder on Monday night. Again, I'm going to talk about that game very on a limited scale because it seemed like the Grizzlies weren't interested in being there, right? And I don't want to disrespect the Thunder. They're 17-8 and eight this year. They're having a really good start to their season. One of the better teams in the Western Conference. The Thunder should have beaten the Grizzlies at this stage, right? But Memphis just didn't look like they were excited about playing this game. It was almost like they were ready for the next one. And they just wanted to super sim this thing like they were playing NBA 2K or something. Jaron Jackson Jr., 25 minutes played, five rebounds hilariously in 25 minutes, but only 11 points, right? Desmond Bain, not his best performance, 17 points. Zaire Williams had 19 points, but a lot of those points were in garbage minutes, man. A lot of those points and a lot of that effort was in playing time that didn't matter. It just didn't matter. And Zaire's run of success and basically meaningless basketball is another wonderful encapsulation of what these 25 games have been because it's been a chance to prove what you can do. And in the moments where the team truly needed you to do something that you were drafted to be at that 10th pick overall, he hasn't been able to do it. But when it was garbage time and the game was already in hand, the Thunder were leading by almost 30 points at one point, if not 30. Now you go out and hoop. Now you go out and show flashes of the things that Grizzlies fans are excited about when the game is already decided. That is struggle for this roster that I, I think I saw Chase at Deep Fried Couch say this on Twitter. It was a house of cards. Everything had to go right. Barely anything went right. And as a result, the Grizzlies are the fourth or fifth worst team in the NBA right now. Now, can things turn around? Yeah, they can. They got to go, you know, something like 34, 24 the rest of the way to just get into the play-in conversation. I think that's possible for them with John Morant coming back, and we're about to talk more about that. Thankfully, we don't have to talk about basketball without John Morant anymore. Knock on wood. Hopefully, this that's the end of that, right? For whatever reason, hopefully, John plays the rest of the season. But this, this run and... Later on in the week when DeMichael's back with me, I think it is a wise act to kind of gather our thoughts and reflect on what we learned during these 25 games. I learned that Zaire Williams isn't the guy. He's not. We're, we're in what, year three with Zaire? And I know that he was a project, and I know that DeMichael and I have sung his praises. We've been optimistic on the guy. I, I just think it's it's done. I think it's cooked. I would love to be wrong. I would love for someone to tweet about this in three months with Ja back, and this is something we will talk about later. Uh, ja returns, and Zaire looks 
more like his old self because you got to remember who finished a lot of John Morant alley-oop passes. Zaire Williams. Zaire thrives in transition, which the Grizzlies have struggled with without John Morant. So maybe Zaire does pick things up with job back. And maybe that trickle down effect is very real from Bain and Jaron no longer being the focal point of opposing defenses all the way down to the last guy in the rotation. Idealized roles, even with the current injury issues, because John Morant's eligible to play tonight. Marcus Smart's probably not going to. He might play. Luke Kennard's definitely not going to play. So as these guys return, maybe we see Zaire as a 10th man, and that's what he's supposed to be. Maybe we see Santi Aldama, who is two for 10 against the Thunder, in a more idealized role. Maybe we don't watch Jacob Gilliard play basketball again, which in fairness to Jacob Gilliard, a two-way contract guy, he's been asked to be a lot. Look at the starting lineup. Jaron and Bain, which will be starters if the team were healthy. Jacob Gilliard and Vince Williams Jr. on two-way contracts. And Xavier Tillman is your fifth big when everybody's healthy. That was the starting lineup against the 17-8 and Oklahoma City Thunder. There are a lot of reasons that this season has gone the way that it's gone for the Memphis Grizzlies. And that's important to understand that context matters. But thankfully, we don't have to talk about that that much anymore. Like I said, I think a good 25 game and review segment with DeMichael later on this week makes a lot of sense. But you and I, we can leave that in the past, at least for today, because today is about Ja Morant. Today is about Ja being eligible to return it is a Christmas present come early for all Grizzlies fans. We're going to talk about John Moran's impending hooping once again for the Memphis Grizzlies coming up next here on Lockdown Grizzlies. But first, this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies is brought to you by the good folks over at eBay Motors. And that's right, eBay Motors has partnered with Lockdown Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd to bring you some of the best fantasy basketball picks each and every week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we are going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's check out who Josh has for us this week on eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. Grayson Allen, an old friend of the Memphis Grizzlies, former Grizzly Grayson Allen is on the list with Bradley Beal out again. Grayson Allen should see strong minutes for the Phoenix Suns and a nice increased usage role for the next few weeks. Josh Lloyd from Locked On Fantasy, Fantasy Basketball, excuse me, is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. It's the same thing with your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one whip, you can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your car needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. At these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die vehicle alive with ebaymotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. When we come back here on Lockdown Grizzlies, we will continue our excitement, our conversation about John Morant's return. I'm looking forward to it. I bet you are too. Stay with us. Welcome back to Lockdown Grizzlies. I am Joe Mullinax. I am flying solo on this episode of the show. I missed Michael Cole terribly. Haven't seen him uh, here on Lockdown Grizzlies due to my own uh, illness and him flying and, and traveling the United States, waiting for Jaw, just like the rest of us, but literally doing it. Um, so we'll have Michael back with us later on in the week. We'll have the dynamic duo riding once again. Uh, but you got me these next couple of days taking a look 
at the Ja Morant return. Again, we're going to leave the last 25 games in the rear view, right? When DeMichael comes back, we'll do a perspective flashback. What did we learn kind of thing? I barely talked about the Thunder game. Gigi Jackson played well. That was a positive. I enjoyed watching Gigi Jackson play basketball. But I'm more excited about watching John Moran play basketball. No disrespect to Gigi Jackson. If the season's lost a month from now, it's Martin Luther King Day, and they haven't gained any ground in the play-in, and you start thinking about, you know, punting the rest of the way, maybe we see some more Gigi Jackson minutes because he, different from Zaire, right? Zaire has played in playoff series. Zaire is basically a veteran at this point. You expect more from Zaire. Gigi Jackson is 18 years old. He should be a freshman in college right now. And the fact that he's doing what he's doing, both at the G League level where he's dominating more often than not, and then obviously a strong showing against Oklahoma City, Gigi Jackson deserves his flowers. But today's about John Moran. And the energy is noticeable, right? And I've had friends, I've had people reach out to me. You know, I got a couple of messages yesterday uh, while I was you know, home from work due to the flu and, and folks saying, you excited about Jaw coming back? You excited? And, and the answer is yes. I, I thought I'd be a lot more hesitant in that excitement than I am. Uh, the, the main reason being why Jaw was suspended in the first place, right? It's hard for me to turn that off for a variety of reasons. You know, I, as we talked about last week here on the show, it's not my business what John Morant does in his personal time. I personally would not do the things that Ja did, but I also, you know, watching Draymond Green's body of work over the years and, you know, knowing the other terrible things that, that people have done that are NBA players that haven't resulted in 25 game suspensions. I, I understand the frustration with the suspension being what it was, how long it was. It, it felt a lot like a save face for the league as opposed to true discipline and rehabilitation. And I've made my opinion of Adam Silver known on this podcast. I think he's one of the worst uh, sports commissioners in the history of professional sports. I, the history of it might show him being one of the most financially successful ones. I mean, you have NBA players making $300 million now, but at the same time, you know, what, what, at what cost, right? In a player-driven league, which is not necessarily a bad thing, there has to be some level of discipline that has to be maintained. And I don't think that is anywhere near a strong suit for him. And I think that limits the potential of what the league can be. Because John Moran's suspension, like I said, in my opinion, purely because he felt embarrassed by Morant coming out and doing what he did, the interview with Jalen Rose, all those sorts of things. And then a month later, getting into the same kind of trouble again, or at least assumingly the same kind of trouble again, right? Allegedly the same kind of trouble again. Obviously there's video and all that sort of stuff. Um, it's none of my business what John Morant does in his personal time. It is mildly my business what he does when it comes to the Memphis Grizzlies. And as someone who watches this team, who has watched this team over the last decade, written thousands of articles, tens of thousands of words about this franchise, going back to the grit and grind days, John Morant is special. And I've always been hesitant about John Morant. You can ask anybody that's followed my work. People were saying John Morant was the best point guard, the best player in some cases that ever played for the Grizzlies' his rookie season. And I would say, let's pump the brakes a little bit, right? I wasn't prepared to say John Morant was better than Mike Conley his rookie year. 
obviously all that sounds silly now, right? John Moran is very clearly the best player in the history of the Memphis Grizzlies franchise, both in terms of accomplishment and in terms of just sheer ability. But I wasn't ready to say that then. And the fact that I am as excited as I am now, knowing how I once viewed Jaw as a player, is you, it's different for me. I'm going to be honest with you because I thought I would be more nervous. I thought that I would be more judgmental is not the right word, but what's, what's, when's the next, when's the next shoe going to fall, right? What's the next thing that's going to take jaw away from playing NBA basketball? This is his last chance. So the cynic in me, the, the negative, negative, negative Nelly, if you will, uh, wants to say that, I'm just waiting for this to play out to its most likely conclusion, which is John Moran getting in trouble again and that potentially ending his run in Memphis. I thought that was going to be my perspective, but it's not. And I don't know if it's the 25 games that we just witnessed together. I don't know if it's just me getting older, you know, and having children and, and having more perspective on life, but we all make mistakes. Right? We all stumble and fall. What we do with our next opportunity is how we're defined, how we learn and grow. And you can't learn and grow if you're not given the chance to show that you've learned and grown. So I'm a lot more excited just to see him play because he's the most exciting player in the National Basketball Association, bar none. When he's on the floor, no disrespect to Anthony Edwards or Anybody else? John Morant is that guy. There is an electricity about his game that is Allen Iverson-esque, Kobe Bryant-esque, Michael Jordan-esque at times when he's truly on. He's done things, especially in the postseason, at his age, that the greats, names that I just listed, only they had done before, especially Kobe and Jordan and LeBron. Add him to that list. John Morant, his numbers back that up. And we live in an instant gratification society. We live in a world where you only remember the latest clip, the latest soundbite. It's a 24-hour news cycle, all those things that you've probably heard before. I think the national media, and especially fans of other teams, have kind of forgotten what John Morant is capable of. And I don't want to put the pressure on him to be that guy immediately, but especially on Thursday against the Pacers team who for all their offensive fluidity is atrocious defensively. Jaw is going to have a couple of cupcake opportunities to really starting tonight against the Pelicans who are not as strong defensively themselves. Herb Jones is a monster and I'm guessing he'll draw the Morant assignment at times, but the, the Grizzlies are going to have chances to let jaw eat a little bit and show some of that frustration. And I'm excited to watch him play. I, I I think I'm just prepared to put aside the worry for a little while and just let him be and let him play and let him just kind of exist. And, and that sounds weird to say, but as someone who, again, four years ago, I wasn't willing to say he was the best Grizzlies player because of Mike Conley. I just want him to do what he loves to do and be comfortable doing it again. Because even when he came back from the first suspension, he wasn't fully him. Like, I want to see him. I want to see the jaw that is audaciously brilliant. 
That's the guy I want to watch play basketball tonight. Even if he only scores 10 points, if his mentality and his energy, his vibe is there, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch, and that'll feed into the Grizzlies team. So that's that's what I'm most looking forward to. Uh, when we come back here on Lockdown Grizzlies, we'll close out talking about guys I'm looking forward to seeing Ja play next to the most. Some of the answers maybe will surprise you. But before we get there, I want to remind you that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top news stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Also want to remind you that this episode of Locked On Grizzlies is brought to you by the good folks over at Game Time. If you are ever in a bind, if you're ever someone that is trying to find tickets and find them as soon as possible, Game Time is the place to go for you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, view from your seats, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. You can see the view from your seat before you buy it. You know exactly what to expect when you arrive. You can buy seconds or buy tickets in seconds. Two taps is all it takes. With zone deals, you pick the section. Game time picks the seats for an average of 18% savings. And by the way, the game time guarantee means that you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Down the game, download the game time app. Create an account. Use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-B-A for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. When we come back here on Locked On Grizzlies, we will close out the show. We're excited about Ja. Who's he going to play with the best? Who's he going to play with the most? Stick with us. Welcome back to Locked On Grizzlies. I am Joe Mullinax. Flying solo on this Tuesday edition of the show, DeMichael Cole is there on the ground in New Orleans, ready for Ja Morant's return, waiting on Ja like the rest of us are. We talked a little bit earlier in the show about the Oklahoma City Thunder loss. Not going to focus as much on that moving forward. Hopefully my ramblings about Ja and the, and the, the, the part of the program we just wrapped up made sense. Speaking from the heart, man, you know, I, I really am looking forward to just watching him play and seeing what he's capable of at this stage and knowing that he's missed playing. This is probably the longest he's gone without an injury, that he hasn't played basketball. I'm guessing he just wants to be out there with his teammates again. It's his life. It's what he's built his life upon. So it's going to be cool to see him back out doing his thing. Um, Who am I most excited to watch Jaw alongside? The easiest answer is next to Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr., right? Because when those three guys play together, it's tough to beat that team, even without a Steven Adams, even without some of these other guys that are currently missing due to injury. When you've got those three dudes on the court together, magical things usually happen, especially offensively. I'd love to see more Jaron Jackson Jr., John Morant pick and roll actions. Their offensive game, I've written about this in the past, talked about it here on Locked On Grizzlies. One of the elephants in the room regarding John and Jaron is they've never really clicked in that pick and roll two-man game. I'd love to see some advancement of that if that's been something they've worked on in practices because you got to remember, this isn't like it's the first time Jaw can be back around the team. Morant has been with the team practicing this entire time. So while there's no substitute for game shape and he has to get into game shape, actually playing the games is different than practicing, no matter what Allen Iverson says, right? Actually playing the games is different. So Jaw goes out there, he might only get 25 minutes or so. 
right? He might only get out there and play that many minutes because they don't want to rush him out, you know, going zero to 60, basically. But he has practiced. Has he worked on that with Jaron? What does it look like in terms of his finding Desmond Bain on the perimeter? Bain has grown as a facilitator, grown as a creator off the dribble himself. Is that going to lead to more Bain to jaw alley-oops? We're going to see more off-ball screens from Morant backdoor, him being on the receiving end of some of those alley-oop dunks that he used to throw up for Zaire Williams. I mentioned that connection earlier. Does the John Morant return signal a return to form to an extent for Zaire Williams? Because I do believe that the Grizzlies are going to do something roster-wise closer to the trade deadline. They, their hand hasn't been forced yet, but Vince Williams' two-way deal is eventually going to become something where the days and the games that he's played with the Grizzlies, he's going to have to go back to South Haven if they don't convert him to a full roster spot. And Vince Williams Jr. has earned a full roster spot. Make no mistake. He is an NBA player, and he should be in the Grizzlies, if not in the rotation, at the very least, on their full-time roster. So I'd love to see what Zaire can do alongside Ja, because Zaire might be one of those guys that's on the move. And it's hard to make an argument to keep Zaire at this stage, knowing what we've seen. So the next month or so, because again, I'm not best buds with Zach Kleiman, Grizzlies GM. I don't have Taylor Jenkins on speed dial. I'm guessing they have a similar line of thinking. We have no idea what this team is capable of yet because we haven't seen John Morant yet. They could go out there and rattle off seven wins in a row. It's unlikely, but they could. I've seen them have winning streets with John Morant and other guys out due to injury. Marcus Smart, the Michael Cole, there on the ground with the Grizzlies, has reported. Taylor Jenkins has said, if it's not tonight, it's going to be later this week. Marcus Smart is going to get back into the Grizzlies lineup in the next couple of games. I'd love to see Ja next to Smart. It's difficult for me to say that this season is a wash when Ja Morant in the number one offseason acquisition, Marcus Smart have not played a single minute of basketball together. It's in an NBA game. It is difficult for me to say the season is over. Maybe it is mathematically. Maybe the probability suggests that it's going to be extremely difficult for the Memphis Grizzlies to get back into this thing. I'll concede all that. In my little brain, bouncing around in my cerebellum near my limbic system, I struggle with the concept that this team is a finished product when their best players, or at least two of their best players, their fourth best player hasn't played with their best player at all in an NBA contest. That matters to me. I want to see how Jaw and Smart coexist. The eventual starting lineup, the starting backcourt, the three guards that everybody assumes will be the starting three guards, Morant, Bain, and Smart. How does that look? Do teams try to pick on that due to the lack of size? Does Smart's defensive versatility and length knock that out a little bit? Who starts at center? Does Bismack Biombo come back in and fill that void? Do they go with X, who struggled mightily against the Oklahoma City Thunder? Xavier Tillman did. I, I don't think you go with X immediately. I think you go back to Biombo. I think Santi Aldama is your first sub, and you have Jaron play a lot more center. I Again, I know I'm the guy who points out that FIBA showed that Jaron's not ready for it, and that's very fair and very true to point out. But you're running out of options. Xavier Tillman can't score the basketball. Bismack Biombo barely can score the basketball. You have to have some sort of offensive threat at that position. Otherwise, folks just aren't going to respect your interior game with a seven-footer potentially on the floor. That's a limitation that you can't afford to have. 
So I'm excited to watch Jaw basically with everybody. It's again, I'm just really excited to watch him play basketball at all. But most especially the big three being back together, Bain, Jaron, and Jaw. Those three, again, assuming Jaw plays 25 or so minutes, the time that Morant gets out on the floor with them is going to be wonderful. Keeping an eye on, again, just one game, but the plus minus. How much better are the Grizzlies with those three together as opposed to when they're not playing together? Because that's going to be the story of this next month as we try to figure out what these Grizzlies are and whether or not they do need to accept being a lottery team. Or do they make a push for the play-in and say, we're going to be healthy in April and let's make a run at this thing? They've got 12 to 15 games to make that determination. So as they go through that process, there has to be some experimentation, but you have to know where your bread is buttered. And it's buttered with Bain, Jackson Jr., and Morant. How smart fits into all that matters a ton. But the three guys that are untouchable moving forward, are Bain, Jackson Jr., and Morant. Everything else is interchangeable beyond those three guys. Once you accept that and you understand that, you see how the other guys fit along those three. That's where the story gets interesting in terms of any potential roster tweaking that may occur in the days, weeks, and months ahead. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Locked On Grizzlies. Again, friendly reminder that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering each and every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. The next time we're together, we'll be talking about Grizzlies basketball again. But remember one major difference. John Morant will be back on the floor. We'll talk the pomp and circumstance. It's the first Grizzlies game on national television. Who'd have thunk it, right? What a dink that TNT is pulling up for Grizzlies Pelicans on December 19th. Oh, shocker. We'll talk about that, how the program, how the Grizzlies look different compared to the Thunder game that just got played, how the rotation shifted, maybe some Marcus Smart updates. We'll talk all that and more on the next episode. Thank you so much for being with me, hanging out with me. I hope you'll hang out with me on the next episode as well. Make sure you're liking, commenting, rating, reviewing, subscribing, all those fun things on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. Continue to make Lockdown Grizzlies a part of your podcast and NBA content experience. Have a great one. Happy John Morant Day.